0: what's going on everybody tis the season for us to be joyous in the holidays i don't know if you don't have that holiday spirit or not yet but we are officially counting down the days of christmas welcome to another edition of philly full court press i'm your host big t will and uh you know i have a lot of joy and a lot of spirit going on right now uh fighting through uh working my ass off and everyone else I'm sure is doing the same thing trying to make sure Christmas is right for the families and getting your bills paid and just a daily grind but you know we're all in it together and just like the Sixers are on this grind we're in it together with them so last time we spoke I was with DC and the Sixers were on a four out of five game win streak Things were looking pretty good, but they were only 11-9. Didn't make any sense how they were still in the 7th seed. Fast forward, a couple games later, I'm here at the producer extraordinaire, Mr. Nat Marlowe. Mr. Nat Marlowe, we sit here, and the Sixers are still in the 7th seed. But now they're 12-11. and 11. And they have lost some pretty ugly games. Some pretty ugly games. So not even going about we're going to go all the way back to the magic scheme that was the last game they won 133-103 they had a good win against the hawks on the 28th 104-101 and um that was when and uh, bead came back that was a good game and then you go out to cleveland i had a buddy nat who texted me he said three game road trip what's it going to look like hard and expected to
1: return for rockets game and i said one and two and he said i
0: agree but do you think they can steal one of the two in cleveland and minute um memphis and i said no there was no possible way kind of played out that way 113 85 was a shellacking with the cavaliers game Matt. that that's one of the games that's one of the games where you say, okay, nothing went right. And you kind of just take that tape and just throw it out. You don't want to watch anything from that game. You know, Embiid 19, 6 and 6, Shake 14, 3 and 3. And then D'Anthony Melton was the closest, next, per- next closest person besides Paul Reed to get nine points. That's it. This game was ugly. Ugly. I mean, they were only down four after the first quarter, but again, that second quarter—and it's usually when we're talking about the Sixers, it's the third quarter—but the second quarter where the Cavs was just shooting lights out, opened that game up, and you know, and you saw the rest. You saw the rest, but uh, so you, you so you, you up and down. You're up and down right now, and I I kind of feel like this is where we're going to be, Nat. And I don't want to feel like this. Nat, were you watching from afar right now? Tell me how you're feeling, you know, with the Sixers. Like, is is it hard for you to get an excitement going when they go on a couple-game win streak? Because they're going on a win streak, but so is Brooklyn and Indiana and Atlanta. So you're still behind those guys. You know they're not losing, and now all of a sudden the uh, the the standings have swapped because the Wizards were in the uh, sixth seed. now they're in the tenth seed. You know all those teams that were below the Sixers, the the Brooklyn Nets, the the Toronto Raptors, the, the Miami Heat, and the New York Knicks, Chicago Bulls, all those teams are starting to climb a little bit, and we're and, and it seems like. They're catching us
2: and then leapfrogging us. Yeah, it's a really weird feeling watching this Sixers team. And this is a weird NBA season. And this is the, what we're seeing in the standings right now, this is the, we're seeing the importance of winning these early games here. We're seeing the importance of winning these games before the Christmas Day games. We're seeing the importance of that right now. Because the Sixers are sitting just above 500 and somehow they're still the 7th seed right now. So I, while I do think there's a chance to climb up, again, I my feeling is it's only a chance. I can't set in stone that they're going to get above the 7th seed right now because of the effort that they're putting in. Oddly enough, you're seeing better effort and better results when they don't have their superstars out on the floor. Oddly enough, I, I don't know how that can possibly be. And you you know they did a fantastic job without Embiid. I, I get they, bad losses. They did a
0: great job. They did a great job without Embiid and, and Maxi. Yeah, I mean
2: you they won four out of five. Out of that. Right. My thing is, I I get that bad losses happen. I understand that, and I believe it was after the Cavaliers game. I understand you're not gonna win every game and you can put in the effort and do all you can and you're still gonna lose you see that happen in sports all the time especially with Philly sports but when Doc Rivers in his post-game press conference says quote it's a scheduled loss what the heck were you saying to these guys before the game I I, I had to find the the audio clip somewhere but from what I remember and, I, and I'll play it for you in a little bit if I can find it he said that this was going to be a hard game, they were going to come out, and the Cavaliers, they wanted to win this game. And he made it sound like that the Cavaliers wanted to win this game more than his own guys. So you won a couple games without your superstar, big, big deal. Like, yeah, you're in the NBA, you're in the best basketball league in the world. Of course it's going to be difficult, of course the other team is going to try out and whoop your behind.
1: Like, what else do you expect? (laughs) A scheduled loss? Who says that? Like, look,
2: the Flyers, (laughs) look, I'm saying this this as a 4-for-4 fan, not as a hockey fan. The Flyers lost 10 in a row. Every post-game press conference, John Tortorella said, there are things we got to work on. We got to learn how to win, and we got to play better. We gotta fix up these simple mistakes right here. And you know what? These guys are trying. They're putting in the effort. Even if we don't have the talent, they're putting in the effort, and they're trying to get better. They're trying to win, and they lost ten in a row. That ten in a, a row accepted.
0: again, again. I feel like being a, a a four for four fan and then having it having it beat a fourth team, the Flyers. It's like it's almost like. Th- You're forced to be in love with uh, a a step-brother or step-sister that you
2: don't like. But you have no choice. My point is, the coach in charge of the team that went on a 10-game losing streak gave a more acceptable answer than the coach of what's supposed to be the team with the best shot of winning... a a championship with everything they went through with the process and the Ben Simmons drama and trading for Harden and with the team that you have now.
0: You did listen, spot, listen, spot on. And it's funny because when you, you said that it triggered something in my mind and this isn't the first time doc's been here now three seasons. This is not the first time he said this was a scheduled loss. So he's going. So basically he's going into the games Anticipating to lose and not coaching to win. And that's unacceptable. Number one. Number two, Doc, if you have scheduled losses, let me know. Let me know ahead of time. So when I do the place your bet segment, we can all win some money. I mean, if you're going to throw the games, just let us know ahead of time. Oh, yeah, we got scheduled loss coming up this week. I mean, you're right. That's absurd. It's absurd that you're going to schedule a loss on your on your schedule week, now I get it. Sixers playing five out of seven—that's um, a lot of basketball on a week. And you look at the end of the, that schedule that week, and things happen, and that's understandable. But you cannot go into a game with that kind of mindset. Yeah, you, you cannot gotta put in the effort. You—you you, got to coach the effort. And, and when he said that in a press conference, you know. It, I didn't really pay attention to it till now until you brought it till you enlightened me and you're you're spot on that spot on. And that's another and this is another alarming check mark we have to pay attention to with Doc Rivers being here with this team. So listen, coming up on the other side, we'll get into the uh, Grizzlies game and we'll talk about James Harden's return and what that might impact with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm your host, Big T Will. That's my man Nat Marlowe. This is Philly Full Court Press. Grab your drinks. Grab your eggnog. Nah, you like eggnog? I love eggnog. Yeah, buddy. DC man, we're waiting for your recipe. <laughs> we'll be back after these quick commercial breaks.
2: Hey, Vitos. Hey, yo. One, two,
1: Hold on. a Cheese
2: steak! Cheese steak. steak! Coming oh, off. Coming off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got burgers. He wants a burger? What does he want? A
1: burger? You
0: get
2: the cheese steak. Yeah, yeah, the awesome. steak. yeah. yeah, yeah. Both sure. the Forget about it. Uh, Drop the phone. Wait, wait, what, what, what do you want? Cheese steak or you want a burger? Hey, what's he want? Burger! Hey Pop! He wants a cheese steak and a burger on one bun. What does he want?
1: We do that? We don't do that. Well, we don't, we, do we that. don't do that. Get exclusive player photos,
2: team videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. Download the app for free at Sixers.com slash app.
1: What's up, guys? This is Anthony Gargano. Can you believe it? Only a few more weekends until Christmas. How many times did I get it? When are you going to put up the Christmas lights? Well, when I got time for that, right? It's cold, it's wet, it's rainy, it's nasty outside. Who wants to deal with that? Come on, you know that. Let me tell you about my man, Steven from Lisk Landscaping Innovations Steve enlists his team's best in and bring in the holiday cheer to help you achieve that holiday spirit. Steve offers exquisite outdoor lights and decorations to make your house stand out. You don't have to do any of the work. Uh uh-uh. uh. So if you want your home to shine bright into the Christmas night, call my man, Stephen Lisk, 856-931-5475, 856-931-5475, or reach out on Instagram at Stephen Lisk or LiskLandscape.com and set up your consultation. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.
2: Go, go, go. Sign up now for Sixers Camps presented by Roth.
1: Are you ready? Yeah!
2: Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. There
1: you go, give me five.
2: From the ages of five to seventeen, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Ah! Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676.
1: One, two, three, four!
3: Everywhere. I mean, we just didn't have anything. It was, um, you know, it was a schedule loss. That's how I felt. You know, when you could see guys, they just had no energy, no legs. Um, yeah. So, not much tonight. Is that? Is it one that you flushed? Is it one that you?
2: Stole
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. This is. This time? is. Not, we're not gonna learn anything from this. Um, we just throw this away and then go on to Memphis. That's how I felt. How long has the been dealing with the, the illness? I don't know, Keith. Um, you know, he kind of didn't want to say anything, so I found out in the, in the middle of the game. So uh, right when I found out, I took him out and told him to go back. We weren't going to win the game. Why have him out on the floor? Even when you know
1: that you can sense that the guys don't have their legs? Or
3: just- yeah, sometimes you still can get them. You know, sometimes you can see it early. we were dead. we were flat. Um and sometimes you get through the game and you can get into it. There was no signs of that coming tonight. You can just see it, uh, offensively and defensively. I mean they shooting 73% in the first half. Um you're never gonna win that game. So what is that like when you're trying to maybe even still- in-
1: Well we got a lot of
3: guys. You just you know, we just you start changing rotations, you start throwing different people in. Each guy you threw in was as bad as the other guy, you know. Um you know even the shots in the second half like we we cut it got a chance to cut it to 20 we missed a layup uh, george misses wide open shots you know it was just one of those games and, and my thought literally from the middle of the third is how can i get guys rest and guys who haven't played like joel let's get them some more minutes in a row um so i literally was using the game for that for the rest of the game We've played a lot of games, you know, um, flying all the way home from Orlando for one game. But give them credit. Like, we have beaten them four times in a row. We we swept them last year, right? Um, They have pride. And you could feel them coming into the game. Uh, I I told our guys before the game, this is going to be a hard game, all right? I said, they're fresh, Uh, they're going to attack you. They do not want to lose to you again. And if you don't have a great mental mindset, Tonight, it's gonna be a tough game. Um, That's what it was. Stop it, get some help.
0: is here, ling You hear that? That's the money coming out of our pockets for all those people we don't want to buy gifts for. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Billy really Full Court Press, T. Will, Nat Marlowe. and you know, Nat just played the clip with Doc Rivers, and man, hey, <laughs> I don't know, Nat. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm almost starting to get lost for words with Doc already. And and remember when I start getting lost for words. And, and uh not knowing what to say about the coach it was Brett Brown it was his last season and then it was going into the bubble it was it was that season and I'm starting to feel that way with 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 doc and you, you said it earlier you know with this team and it's not like we don't have a good team we have a good team we have a legitimate NBA team. They're not being utilized correctly. They're not being put in the best positions to win. You know, he just started playing Paul Reed, and we've been banging the drum to play the kids all season. Jaden Springer's hurt, but when he when he returns, is he going to play him? Is he going to play him? He's finally starting to get Daniel House Jr. involved. Like, these guys are starting to get comfortable. When the Sixers went on that run without Embiid, Maxie Harden, and then Harris, and Harris came back, Huda, you had no choice but to play those players, and they and they performed And then, and it's not necessarily that they performed. You coached. You coached these players to win. That's the difference. When when their stars were out, when Embiid was out, when Maxine and Harden were out, you coached. You ran plays. You ran plays for these guys to get open shots. George Niang got open shots. Korkmaz came back. He gave you a little bit off the bench. Shake, you put him in a good spot to flourish. I'm not even a big Shake fan, but I'm going to give him his props. He played well. He's playing well. I'm going to give more of that to Sam Cassell's credit because he coaches the guards. But you coach. You got to coach. You got to keep coaching. You're throwing a white flag on a game because you know the team is hungry to come out and whip up on you. Is unacceptable, and then you had George Niang. I want to get. I want to get into this game here with Memphis. Nat, you 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 played Embiid the whole first quarter. Embiid and Melton played the whole first quarter. Sixers are up. You sit Embiid, and you watch that team go on a twenty to two run, and you did nothing. And you had George Niang playing the five. Brain fart. What? What am I missing? I mean, it, it was ugly. Ugly. You're up one after the first quarter. Team looked good. I knew it. Listen, I knew it wasn't going to be a win. I knew it wasn't going to be a win. But I like to see competitive basketball. Sixers are the absolute worst team in the NBA rebounding. They don't defensive rebound. They don't offensive revamp. They give up more second chance points than any team in the league. They get whipped on the boards. Doc, how about you? You know, you know that it's funny because in the post game against um, Orlando, he said he when Orlando uh, I think it was either it was the first game against Orlando. Doc said, I had to switch it up at halftime. I told these guys to put a body. On everyone in Orlando because they're lengthy, they're they're long. So when you start boxing out and pushing them away from the rim, the ball was falling and hitting the court before the Sixers were grabbing the rebounds. That was probably one of their better rebounding games because they boxed out because you were you emphasized on them boxing out. You know when you play a young athletic team like like Memphis, and really they only got Stephen Adams, you got to keep him off the board. You got to box out. You know, Memphis got out and ran. They got out and ran. Back door to left and right. You know, at one point it was 60 to 44, and they're throwing alley-oop dunks. And you got Niang at five. You still had Montrez Harrell. You still have PJ Tucker. And you're still running a, a slow front court with Harris Tucker and, 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 and B. And those games you got away with it. If, oh, well, uh, the guys are starting to get comfortable with each other. They're starting to know their place. No, they're not. Because when you play a
2: team like Memphis, you saw what happened. That lineup does not work. You know what Doc needs to do? he either We were talking about eggnog earlier. He either needs to get off the eggnog and start using his brain a little bit more, or he needs to start drinking some and loosen up a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's I thinking think it's too he, much. He, yeah, I, I agree. He has to loosen up with it because that coach last night, Rookie coach, well, not rookie now, but new—you know, fairly new to the NBA. Never played basketball in high school, college, or the NBA. You know, and Doc's got over eighteen hundred games under his belt, over eight hundred and fifty games played in the NBA. NBA title uh, as a coach, and and you just got—you got whipped last night. Whipped. Again, granted, the Sixers fought back. They fought back, tried to make it interesting. You know, I I like the pick and roll at the top of the key in the fourth with with uh, Melton and, and Embiid. You know, Doc when when Doc first got here, he still he still ran that pick and pop play uh, that we I used to couldn't stand when Brett Brown ran it with JJ Redick and Embiid. You know, the play I'm talking about, in that, we're staying on the on the wing. Yeah, and they do the handoff
2: dribble, and then B would set the pick. I know exactly what you're talking about, and now, he, do you and you mentioned BB as well. So I, I, do you mind if I ask a stupid question? Go for it. I,
0: I, wait, I, I, wait, 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 wait. If you ask a stupid question, don't
2: be, don't get mad if I give you a stupid answer. If, well, because <laughs> I, I preface I preface with that because I feel like I'm going crazy for even thinking of this, and oh, I'm God. trying not to play. Revisionist history. You're oh God! About, do I really play- want to know what? What's that? Do I do I do I really want to know this question? Yes, because oh, I, I want to know your insight. Because I, I feel like I'm going crazy even thinking this. And you mentioned playing the kids, so because he went through this in coaching a lot of young players and a lot of inexperienced players would. All things considering, with what they need to do, would the Sixers be better off if Brett Brown was coaching the young players as opposed to Doc Rivers? Um, No.
0: No. Because they're different types of players. Brett, Brett Brown's young players were, as he called them, gypsies. They weren't really, they were not even journeymen in the NBA. They weren't real NBA players. They weren't real NBA talent. All those, a lot of those, you could say 80% of those players that came through the Brett Brown years before 2017 season, um, they're not even in the league anymore. Or they're playing over overseas. These young players that the Sixers had under uh, Doc Rivers last three seasons, three seasons they're still in the NBA and you know you you cut two of them. I'm just I still don't understand the move of cutting Bassie and Isaiah Joe. I, I still don't get that. And and this it, is why a veter- like- he's a he's a veterans coach. And and you can't say, listen, you can't say I, I know where you're going at with that, but you got I, I look at it like this. When the Sixers had those players out, right? And they had that four out of five game win streak, you know, Doc coached. You know, so he he is te- he, he is uh he is as Brett Brown says, a teacher. I think Brett Brown was more of a nurturer, trying to get them to understand the MBA. I think Doc actually taught these guys a little bit of uh, how to play, a little bit, you know, and understand what their roles is. You know, um, yeah, I get what you're saying, but no, I would I I don't want anything to do with Brett Brown with with this team.
2: But this is why I feel like I'm going crazy, and if you I'm, are going crazy, some, well, yeah, See what I mean? And this, I think the fan base, I think the, some portions of the fan base might be going crazy as well. Where if we're seriously questioning whether or not Brett Brown could actually be a better alternative, now they wouldn't no. get much farther. They would not get much farther if at all, if that was the situation. But if we're seriously questioning this. How far can the Sixers actually go with Doc Rivers at the helm right now? I don't think. Listen, it's
0: they're not going to go far at all right now. I mean, and I hate to say that, like I feel like they're going to give us a couple exciting games and win a couple games, but ultimately we're going to be stuck in that the middle of the pack. You you get like you or you said earlier, and I've said this before myself. You got to build wins early, and they're not, and they haven't built any wins early. The Celtics are are at the top of the helm with the Bucks and the Cavs. They're building wins early now. So when Chris when Christmas starts and when Christmas is here and the unofficial NBA season starts, they're already at the at the at the starting line and the gun already went off and they already got their sprint. They're already in full sprint now. So they're basically ready to go till February till the till the break. And they piled up those wins. Meanwhile, we're still walking up to the stadium. Putting and, our track shoes on. And they're the still other teams trying are to find their the identity.
2: Track. Right, right, right. And it's going to be too late. And I almost gonna, feel like this is the worst possible situation that the Sixers could be in. Like it's one thing, It is. It's one thing when they were fighting for that number one seed. And it's another thing where you're dead last and you're already out. And this team is still trying to find its identity. And they don't know what it is yet. And this is where I think they're going to be trapped in purgatory for a little bit. I don't think this is going to be a season-long issue. I think this could extend multiple seasons. We've already seen it with Doc Rivers already last se- Last season, I thought they had tr- not troubles with their identity because like, if they didn't have the talent to be you, they were at least going to like chip at you and fight every step of the way, even if they didn't have the talent. And that was how they built up a lot of wins to give themselves a fighting chance and, and a good chance to make a playoff run. Now, I, you know what?
0: Well, yes, I agree. They might be. You So last season, when they were fighting for the first, uh, number one seed, had a Ben Simmons drama, then a trade for Hardy. How do you think Doc coached last season compared to this season? It goes back to your, your 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 crazy self. See what I'm saying? Doc coached fairly well last year for not having a a a, a squad and having Simmons put them through what they what he did. Doc had those guys focused and B was focused, and the team performed. Now you actually have pieces and. We're not really performing.
2: Unfortunately, what is protecting Doc or what has protected Doc Rivers was the uh was the injuries, but now you're starting to get players back and they were playing better without the superstars. How no, the heck does that they happen?
0: Were, because he was coaching. He was putting he was coaching.
2: It seems like when he
0: when he has the superstars, he 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 doesn't Coached the way he coached with the other guys, and I'm
2: not so saying you're supposed to coach. Is that is that what Doc uh, is expecting? That's,
0: just, that's what I'm saying. Like he, it's like he doesn't have emphasis on on coaching the veterans like he coached the young guys. Where you need to coach the veterans just like the young guys. They might enjoy that. They want to run plays. Look at last coming out of the playoffs last year. It, w- it was over and over again with players. I didn't know what we were running. I didn't know what offensive set we were running. What?
2: The players had no idea what the game plan was. The elimination <laughs> game. game. Elimination game. It's Miami. Yeah, we didn't really have a game plan. What? It's a playoff game. And you're facing elimination. How do you not have a plan?
0: <laughs>
2: it's the NBA. Come on. Doc Rivers, man.
0: I'm telling you, I'm on to drum. When the team when the team gets healthy, you, you gotta break up the starting rotation. You got to move P.J. Tucker to the bench. You got to start the Anthony Melton. You keep praising him, saying, oh, he's a better shooter than what you thought. Uh, He's a better defender than what you thought. And you know the kid's good. Yada, yada, yada. You got to play him. You got to play him. He's got to start. He's got to start. Period. You're not going to put Harris to the bench. So he's got to start. Now, I heard something about Tobias Harris in the trade rumor. I don't really want to touch it too much. Did you hear anything
2: as a trade? I haven't heard any trade rumors regarding Tobias. I've heard a lot more national criticism of Tobias Harris, but I haven't heard any trade rumors or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Um, let me pull something up here real fast before we get into a uh, place your bets. Um, I heard, I heard there was something out there with Tobias, And I kind of don't want to focus on right now because he's just coming off of uh, injury. Yeah, Sixers. Trade market with Jay Crowder. There's one. I mean, that's actually interesting. I wanted Jay Crowder, but he re-signed with Phoenix. And then we got Montrez Harold, and I was okay with that. But then again, Jay Crowder is starting to get up there in age. So, do you put yourself in the same situation and giving Tuck another, another uh, season vet, and then making the team older? See what I'm saying? And I, but I don't. But I like his toughness. Yeah, Tobias. So it'd be like a Tobias Harris, Jay Crowder, type deal. I don't know. Mm, not really in love with that. I got I got chewing that. But, yeah, now I'm not really – I'm not really – I'm not worrying about the trade rumor right now. I'm, I'm more worried about getting our team healthy and trying to stack some wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't feel like we're going to push for the top one through four just yet. So just let me try to enjoy uh, a little bit of what we have right now. Because I do like the pieces on the team, I just don't like the way they're being coached. Um, Kyle Newback, uh, Philly Voice, uh, has an article here. It says, "How does Doc Rivers win with the underman teams?" And he just asked them. Um, check that out; it's a pretty good article. And uh, yeah, Nat, I, Other than that, man, listen, I, I'm not really, I'm not going to focus on the trade rumors right now because it, right now it, this team needs more than a trade. You know, they they need to, to find themselves. They need the heart. They need some heart. They need to the want the want the win. You know, um, Doc Rivers needs to the want the want to coach. So, and, you know, if you if you're not gonna if you're not gonna coach the team to win, and you're coaching them and, and marking things as a scheduled loss, then maybe we need to schedule your butt out of here. You know, let's schedule a a coaching search. And you don't have to look far. Just look on your amazing staff. You got one of the best staffs in the NBA. You, you can't put it together. It's just a mind boggling. All right, listen. Schedule this week. What we got, Nat? What's the schedule looking like? I know they got the Rockets on Monday to finish out the, the three-game road trip. And James Harden comes back. That's a little life. I'm, I'm excited to see the beard play, right? He was playing fantastic before he got hurt.
2: Yeah, and hopefully with him coming back, they can get some more life, unless unless Doc has another scheduled loss up his sleeve. So we'll, we'll see. They're on the road, but it's against <laughs> Harns old, old territory, so maybe uh, maybe it'll be a scheduled win if he has that nope. up his sleeve. But yeah, this week – actually, this is going to be a weird week. So yeah, Monday, yeah, I just got it up myself. Go ahead. Monday, Monday at 8 in Houston. Then they come back home, but it's not until Friday the 9th. But that's against uh, – LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. Uh, Then on Sunday the 11th, they'll play. They're still at home. They're playing the Hornets. Tuesday still at home against the Kings. Another home game on the Warriors that following Friday. Uh, They have a long home stretch. They have uh, another home game against the Raptors. Then the Pistons at home. Clippers at home. And then they don't go on the road until Christmas Day. And that'll be against the Knicks. In the Big Apple,
0: we could get if if the Eagles get flexed out, we could get the Sixers in the daytime and the Eagles at night on Christmas.
2: (laughs) Ooh, at least that's one team we don't have to worry about for the most part. Your Philadelphia Eagles. And we don't have to worry about the coach not coaching
0: and scheduling losses, right?
2: Yeah, because even when one area falls flat, like let's say like that Colts game, like the offense. F- fell flat, defense stepped up so that way offense could make a big push late in the game. That's what when you have a good coach team. They adjust.
0: It, defense played fantastic that game. They kept they kept the game at bay for us. Like they they kept us in the game. You know, again kids a, a lot of criticism and it's well-deserved trust me <laughs> i agree with all the criticism but but, but that again, game that
2: game was on shane Steichen, not uh again yeah. or at least it was on right. uh, the pitfall was Steichen for the most part and game right. stepped up
0: right right i agree um all right this is a segment we call place Your of bets and uh you know we're not doing too bad now we hit, hit two out of two we hit two uh one last week and one the week before and um I didn't post a one for last night and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not even gonna worry about it. Uh, but we got the Houston Rockets and we got James Harden coming back. Right. Now, before we jump well, uh, as we're place your bets, what are you looking for
2: with Harden and his return to the lineup? Fully healthy. It comes back to Houston. Let me actually let me take a look at some player props right here. Because for James Harden, I want full pedal to the metal I don't want I don't want any slacking I don't want him to go in these strip clubs before the game no 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 Wait, do your business yeah but that's the, that's the best harding
0: that's the best Harding what are you talking
2: about like do but do your business after the game don't do it before use that as motivation <laughs> reward yourself after the game <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are you expecting
2: run that offense I agree. You got to be the general.
0: We I need Harden to be what he was before he got hurt. Listen, you're going to catch the Rockets on a, on a on a good one because they're playing they're playing tonight against Golden State and you know, they only have one one day rest travel back home and then the Sixers are going to be in Houston waiting for them so it's going to be a good one. Um all right, let's build this parlay a little bit, Nat. You ready? Yeah. So, Uh, let me pull this up right here. Houston Rockets. I am not going to go too crazy with this, but I want to put something in that's logical and something that could, you know, potentially when you, you know, small, small, something small in that. All right, Harden comes back. I'm looking for James Harden across the board. I'm gonna give you the player prop that I like. We're Harden. Ready? It's going to be small, but it's going to, something that you can ease into. 15, 6, and 6. What do you think?
2: Rebounds always screw me. So I would I would like to stay away from rebounds. Or at least this year, it seems like uh, rebounds seem to screw me over with uh, Marlon Kutz.
0: <laughs> 15, 6, and 6. Trust me. Harden's going to, like you said, he's coming back home. He's going he's to want to show out. So Harden 15, 6 and 6, right? And they're playing the Rockets too. So the Rockets aren't that good. So this is going to be a good transition win to get you prepared for uh, coming back home off this three game skid. Um, I'll take it. I want two threes uh, from the Yang. Two threes from the Yang. I'm going to have two threes from Harden. Dare I put Tobias Harris on that? Because he's got he's gonna have good odds on that, and he's been shooting the ball pretty good the
2: last couple of games. What are you are you thinking Harris just in points or Harrison uh you wanna put no, in? No,
0: just hitting two the two threes column.
2: That, that'll be that'll increase your odds, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we'll put to Harrison in the two two three column. Okay? So uh-huh. an asterisk. You don't have to put it in, but that'll be your asterisk one if you it will adjust your numbers. And then you have Put in there you know just do the money line Sixers, sixers win okay put that in and then mb you know where he he had and has been playing pretty good i'm not gonna go crazy with his number stat line here so just hit the 20 point line okay give me eight boards and i'm gonna leave it at that give me 20 and eight from mb give me under seven points for pj tucker and i think this is a solid parlay right here net put an asterisk to that pj tucker one too because he used to play in houston so he might all of a sudden ball out <laughs>
2: so there you have it net tell me what you think i like it i'm i'm hesitant again rebounds have been screwing me uh, with the, my last two NBA bets. So, I am I might stay away from the rebounds, but it, if you want to take it and increase your odds, get your get yourself a Christmas gift this season might not be a bad one to take. Especially Harden's first game back.
0: Balls going to Harden, the ball's going to be in his hands. And he's going to he's going to go search the ball out. He might even get a triple-double in that. He's going to he's going to play in hard in Houston. He's going to play in Houston. Maybe I'm going to get like a triple a little double. Bet.
2: Plays a little six money yeah, see- line, plays a little James Harden triple double.
0: Yeah, you, got, you know, got a couple of dollars to the side, but put an asterisk next to the Harris's two threes and PJ's seven points and under. I think that, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen, but I like this little solid parlay bet. When the lines are up, uh, we'll have Mike or somebody post it on Philly uh, Full Court Press Twitter page, and then I'll see if Nat can uh, get it up on the IG or something. But listen, this was fun, Nat. I, I I feel your pain with Doc Rivers. You know, it's, it's actually almost role reversal because you sound like me
2: when Brett Brown's here at the end. <laughs> listen, after working that second round in 2021, I my faith in <laughs> Doc Rivers plummeted. And
0: I, and I know it was high expectations. Yeah, let's end on a high note. Nat. Eggnog, real fast. You agree with me with, about with telling Don, right? You gotta, you gotta have the the right eggnog in this that's, area. It's got, it's got to be the Turkey Hill or Southern Comfort, right?
2: Turkey Hill, Southern Comfort, and a nice introductory eggnog, the the Wawa eggnog. I don't know if they still make it like they did back in the day, but that's a nice, good, classic eggnog. And you'll want to add a little bit spice to your holiday season. You can't go wrong with the Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog. You, the one to stay away from, if you if you go to the liquor store, the one to stay away from, Old New England, stay yeah, away. That one is horrible. Do not buy it. <laughs> yeah, so one's so bad. Pennsylvania Dutch, you, you can't cheap out. It Plus the Pennsylvania Dutch, it's not that expensive to begin with. Like, go out, treat yourself, have some fun, be safe.
0: Now, you spicing up your eggnog, a little cinnamon stick, little nutmeg, yes. maybe a little nutmeg, maybe a little Captain Morgan splash?
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And then use the uh the cinnamon stick as your stir to mix it together. That
2: yes. I am glad I'm not the only one that does that. You know, I have a little <laughs> bit of Captain Morgan, have a little bit of Jack Daniels on the side, and you you, mm-hmm. know, you know what? I, I might be a little bit adventurous. I have some Jack Honey left. I might give I might put some of that in there. I so turned you on to that.
0: Me. I turned you on to that. I remember that. You still drinking that the Jack Honey?
2: I still have some left over. But yeah, I, I like everything. So you can give me the most bitter drink you can possibly come up with. I'll drink it. You can give me the sweetest drink you can come up with. uh, I'll I'll drink it. Very, very few things I don't like.
0: Nice. Good to hear. Yeah, listen, there's your eggnog uh, recap almost for uh, people. Listen, get the eggnog. Eggnog's not bad. Someone tell me. They didn't like eggnog because they never had it. They just, the name turned them off. But then when they no, tasted it, it wasn't bad. No. Wait a minute. Then they tasted it and they said it was actually pretty good. I was like, yeah, you, you got to get over the name, egg and nog. You, you get over the name, you know, it. And if you like spices, you like cinnamon and nutmeg and, you know, you like, you know, nice little uh, spice, you're really going to like the eggnog. Try the eggnog. Yeah, exactly. Yo, listen, I'm your host, Big T Will. That's my man, Nat Marlowe. This is Philly Folk Court Press. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on another episode. Peace.